Hi everyone, it's Em and Liv, and we're your meta sidekicks. God. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about the ten questions that people. Oh, we're going to do talk- more. This is the podcast. We're doing frequently asked questions so that you guys know what's up. I think those are called FAQs, but I'm not sure. Acronyms yes. are hard. Frequently asked questions. It could yeah. also be like physical Aquarius. I'm trying to make an FAQ page on our website so, you know, people know what's up. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, I'm Plot Twist. I'm going to have questions for you this time, so get anxious. (laughs) I'm already anxious because I have questions for myself in here. Do you? (laughs) I don't know. I didn't even read those. Were they at the bottom or the top? Doesn't matter. In the middle. (laughs) So, of course, I didn't see them. (laughs) As per usual. Yep. Okay. Hmm. Question number one. Uno. How did you figure out you were a psychic medium? I saw people without faces in front of me when I was eight years old. We have a lot of content about it. Yeah, we do. A lot. (laughs) Yeah, just open up our YouTube channel. It's the first video. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. It is 100% the first video. It's a good video. Do you think so? I feel like our content is starting to like age like wine a little bit, you know? I don't know what that means because I don't drink wine. Okay, cheese. They okay, honestly, let's be real. Our, <laughs> is that good or bad? <laughs> our content is aging like the cheese it commercials. Like the cheese in the cheese it commercials. So there it's a good thing. You have you not seen the cheese it commercials? I don't know. Sometimes uh, cheese ages and it gets mold on it. And it's a good thing, usually. Oh no, okay. If you guys, <laughs> no. <laughs> if you're like M and have never watched television, specifically the cheese it commercials, picture it. There's a dude in the lab. And he's wearing a lab coat and he walks up to an inconspicuous wheel of cheese and he's like, all right, is today going to be the day? And the wheel of cheese literally just makes dad jokes and mocks the guy in the lab coat the whole time. And the dude just puts a big old X that says not ready. Wow. Because he hasn't but, been aged. <laughs> yeah, that video is real good. For our first video and on our homepage, it, it gets people going because it's literally... The dog transformed into an evil man. You know what gets me going? So people are like, oh, evil transformed into a dog? What? You. Thank you. (laughs) Can you talk about your first time when you were a medium? Yes. I was eight years old and I was playing outside in a tree as children do. I was probably pretending that I was a lion because I was one of those weird kids that was like, I'm a unicorn. We shall. And uh, I was running inside to go get lunch because my parents had me trained that to know when 12 o'clock hit, it was lunchtime, which meant chicken nuggets, a juice box, a salad with Hidden Valley Ranch, and uh, crinkle cut fries. (laughs) The meal of the 90s. Yep. And when I went running inside, little chubby Olivia was excited about some chicken nuggies. I saw a dude without any face just standing in the field. And that was super scary for me. But since then... I have, well, my gifts have changed a little bit. So I don't usually see things in front of me anymore. And if I do, it's very, very little. It's like flash shot snippets of things. So I would say as a mental medium, my gifts are 95, like anywhere from 75 to 99.9% just like in my head because I'm a mental medium. I get thoughts, images, feelings, and emotions that I recognize as not my own. So sometimes little things will show me like snippets of them in front of me, but that's about it. It's not usually like that because that's scary. And I told Spirit, I'm like, all right, you guys decided 
that in this life I'm going to be a psychic medium. So let's like work with me a little bit and not scare the absolute poop out of me. So don't do that. And they don't usually. But yeah, when we were making the uh, YouTube video, I started, well, okay. I thought that she was a medium before she was eight eight years old. So I started asking her spirit guides and they were like, she saw old people, but she didn't know that they were spirits because they didn't look any different. Because they, like, related it to your mom when she was seeing spirits as a child. So they were saying that when you turned eight, that's when you started developing an ego. So you started seeing less features. So that's why you didn't see faces. And that's when you realized you're a medium because you realized the people in front of you were spirits and not actually there. Oh, that makes so much sense. So they were like, you need to learn that this isn't actual people just be bopping around see this one doesn't have a face it's different and I was like oh my god I'm so hungry for chicken nuggets and I'm so scared (laughs) yeah because when you get to that age that's when you start uh forming your belief systems yeah your ego and questioning Mm -hmm. things and for all of you out there that are like my kids see ghosts are they mediums they might be but again whether your children are mediums or not most of the time they're not touching the microphone it's normal (laughs) For children to see spirits because like animals, they don't have an ego. So they're more open to it. They see things as face value and like it's not a big deal. So if you are experiencing your smaller children seeing ghosts, that is okay and it is normal. Unless they're like, mommy, daddy, these ghosts scare me. Then that's not cool and you got to set boundaries with the spirit like my mother did. You cannot listen to our podcast of the man with no face or watch the YouTube video. I think it's in the podcast that my mom, I talk about how my mom was like, you need to leave my daughter alone because you're weird, kind of. So, <laughs> Yeah, so would you say that that is your scariest moment as a psychic medium? No, I mean, mm-hmm. I well, it was for a long time, but it got to the point where, like, I named the soul Oliver, and when I would see him, like, at that point, my gifts weren't developed enough. she's talking enough. about the man without a face, the first man that she saw without a face. Yeah, because I named him Oliver, just like you named the weird thing in your Carl space Fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> because it makes it less scary, but it got to the point where, like, at that point in my life as a medium, I didn't have the ability to communicate with them yet in the way that I do with souls now. I just knew that they were there and they had something to say, but I didn't know how to hear what they had to say, mm, which is weird because you're just I'm like, at. yeah. I understand now. Ah. Because I'm like, I can't. If you have a question, I might be able to answer it, but I don't know how you get information. I just like know they're there and I can see them sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um. so it's like weird that you can get things from them because I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, well, good. I'm glad that makes you feel less like frustrated or at least validates your frustration because that's how I was for the longest time. I would literally acknowledge him, be like, what's up, Oliver? Shoot some finger guns and be like, I'm glad you're like hanging out today, but also I can't talk to you. Maybe go bother my mom or find another medium to like freak out. But today is not the day for you to freak me out. And that's literally how our relationship evolved. And it was probably for like eight months that I would see him randomly here or there or, like, pick up on his presence, even if he wasn't, like, physically in front of me, um, where I was seeing him, but I knew that he was there, and again, I would just acknowledge it and move on, but (laughs) when I first was a medium, it was scary, because it was, like, that scene in Spongebob, where Patrick's like, they're just standing there, menacingly, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) thank you, (laughs) had to make it more intense, oh, for sure, 
So, I mean, it, that is always scary, especially when you have all Claire's like I do. You get a lot of information uh, a lot of the times, and sometimes it's overwhelming because it's emotions, it's feeling, it's thoughts, it's smells, it's tastes. It's just a lot. So sometimes that is super scary, but usually the scariest things that happen to me recently is like dark stuff. Um, like dark I, poltergeisty things. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like... They don't physically influence me in the way that, like, you see, like, on our TikTok video, like, that poltergeist in that one lady's house. Where they're, like, throwing stuff around. Yeah. No, I don't have stuff like that. I just perceive them because I'm a medium. So, like, we talk about in one of our very, very first videos and podcasts, it was like, we went to a haunted school. And we talk about Professor Z. And Professor Z has, like, this weird little dark like grumbly thing that (laughs) follows him around. And again, I saw that 15% visually and then the rest of it was there. And when I saw it, it's funny because it knew psychically, like spiritually that I saw it. And it like looked at me and was like, you could see me. And it was like, don't don't tell him I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was really funny. So, I mean, um, but sometimes when I'm doing readings or I feel like I perceive information lately, I feel like spirit, not necessarily spirit as in like the good spirits that I talk to, but like my gifts as a medium are changing a lot recently Mm -hmm. and I feel like they're expanding quickly. And in that expansion, it's being able to perceive things that aren't just souls, but that are also just like weird little things that exist outside of human souls. So I feel like they're kind of testing me a little bit in my abilities to decipher information of what I'm getting because I feel like little tiny geisty things, entire existence is to cause mishaps and chaos and little tiny like inconveniences and things like that and I feel like sometimes when I'm getting information they try to manipulate it in a way that they're like I'm gonna trick you in what you think you're getting but like I know it's them and I'm just like okay can you please like go the fuck away (laughs) yeah (laughs) like you're annoying me like I understand you're trying to be funny but it's not funny please like go take a seat kind of like when a toddler is throwing a tantrum because they want attention and you just have to, like, acknowledge what they're doing. Otherwise, they ramp up the activity. They're like, I'm going to be even louder and throw more things and break stuff and cry. You're just like, okay, little Timmy, I understand that you have a lot of emotions and you might be seeking attention. But let me, like, I don't really have time to know the reason at the moment. Because if I was talking to a child, I would be like, actually, tell me why you have these emotions or let's but figure it out. Thing. But it's a little dark thing. It's not a human. It's trying to, like, feed off of you. So. Yeah. So I'm just like, I acknowledge you. You're doing a fantabulous job, but if you could do it somewhere over there, then that would be more helpful. So I used to get a little more scared by it, but it's been happening a little more recently. And And you have an Aries that calls them fucking spoopy. (laughs) Yeah. MM's really good at being a mom about it. Like, I think they're really cute. I don't like, I don't usually talk to them because they make me feel sick. I usually like talk to a spirit guide and the spirit guide tells me about them. So we both like stand next to each other and stare at it. (laughs) Like mean girls. Like, hmm, (laughs) what are you doing to this, this whore unfortunate soul? That's funny. So it used to be much more scary when there was like real scary stuff that I would see. Um, like mostly when we first started doing this. But again, my mediumship has grown a lot since Em and I started Metapsychics. So I think like that. And then the other scariest thing that usually happens is when I'm talking to a soul, a human soul, and they're very aggressive because people are the same when they die as when they were here. So in spirit, they're the same person. So if they were aggressive or dominating or domineering, then they're the same thing in spirit. 
And as a medium, I'm literally just the middle. I'm the mediator between the conversation of a soul and someone else. And sometimes that soul will get pushy and I have to set a boundary of, if you do not behave and be respectful to me, you can literally go pound fucking salt and sit the fuck down. And that's hard because as a person physically within this world, that's not how I am. I'm like really, really nice. And I'm like, hey guys. Yeah, especially with fight. someone intimidating. <laughs> yeah. So in, in spirit, I'm, I guess I'm a little bit different, but that used to scare me a little bit more, but I think I've gotten a little bit better with it. Um, so yeah. Yeah, so that goes into this question, which is, what do either of you do when you feel scared of something? In the video, I told Em that I recently watched uh, Totoro, the little anime, and in the one scene where the family just moved into their house and they're, like, taking a sh- uh, like taking a bath or something, and all of the lightning and thunder outside is going on because there's a storm, the kids get scared, and the dad just starts laughing, and they look at him like he's crazy, mm. and they're like dad why are you laughing like this is scary and he's like if you laugh then all of the scary things go away and I was like that's how I deal with spiritual stuff that scares me (laughs) but Emma's an Aries so yeah so I literally just make fun of it (laughs) I like surrounded in love because I'm like you're just so cute and spoopy and look how scary you are you're just so scary and it doesn't like that obviously (laughs) so it usually tries to find something else Because, like, dark entities aren't necessarily, like, they're not, like, a human spirit. They are kind of, like, gases. We talk about this in another podcast, but it's, like, they need a fuel in in order to exist. A lot of times they exist because people created them with their negative energies. So they're just out there trying to feed off of that negative energy. And if you're not going to give it to them, they're going to find somewhere else. Otherwise, they're going to literally disappear. Yeah. So the best way to deal with a negative entity is to give it absolutely nothing besides love and laughter. <laughs> yeah. Usually at it. But we also haven't like encountered like anything bad serious. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're not entirely sure about that side of the spectrum. So it might be harder for something that like can actually do things. Yeah. Well, that's when it gets like super scary, and I've I've perceived a couple of those. We don't we don't handle cleansings and things like that. So don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's something else I was gonna ask. Oh yeah, do demons exist? That was another question I got. Well, <laughs> yes, but I think it's because humans manifest their existence. Okay, so it's the same thing as like little dark things. Yes, they just like become more solid as like their gas like whatever and they essentially become like a being almost that's literally why i love jujitsu kaizen so much because it explains so much spiritual stuff yeah in a way that my life is yeah that's why i'm obsessed with it i'm like this makes makes so much sense. sense like this is literally explaining things that i have thoughts about but i didn't know how to explain it or like put it into words yeah so in that show it's an anime and it's about like curses and the curses essentially manifest from the people around them putting dark energy into existence and the little like nasty ones yeah like the little not so important not so scary ones they're very small they don't really have like a language they like say the same thing over and over again but the more that someone is afraid of it so like the more powerful curses that are like of you're afraid of what nature can do to you so like the natural disasters that spirit or that curse 
has like a language and can fully speak and has a consciousness and they're like this very powerful being. Yeah, it's literally the manifestation embodiment of people's fears. So if thousands upon millions of people for thousands upon millions of years have been afraid of volcanoes, like the Titan curse of volcanoes is like this pure, like super powerful sentient being that has a lot of ability to manipulate the physical things around them. And I want to say that bad dark things are the same way so like the things within religions that people talk about as like dark entities or quote-unquote demons Mm -hmm. those thoughts and ideas have been around for a super 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 yes a super long time so your energy manifests their creation and their power so if you take it away then they would go away it's the same thing with people's religions like their gods and deities same thing yeah but that's why it's so important with spirituality to not like instill fear into people because Mm -hmm. if you do those things will be attracted to you so there's a lot of mediums that are like demons don't exist devils don't exist um all these things like these dark things they aren't real because if you don't believe they're real it won't happen to you yes so that you like have to fully with all your being believe that it's not going to happen yeah and that goes into like faith which is like the most powerful light which is usually associated with the white light of god so, but that's another reason why M, a lot of people ask us about like, what do you guys think about religions? Is this religion real and this religion is not real? No, all religions are real and valid because of the energy and like belief and spirit and soul that people put behind it that creates it in and of itself. Is there something that did create everything before people, which is energy? Yes, but since then people have manifested and solidified its existence even more than it already was. But with religion, it's just an interpretation of the same thing. Yeah, it is. It's just, we put our ego into it because we're human beings. Yeah. So we get things wrong. So that's why there's so many religions because they're they're basically all the same thing. That's literally what they teach you in like your world's religion class is, Mm Most religions believe in one God, even if they are polytheistic. They have one being that creates everything. Yeah. They are all very similar, but they have slight differences. And it's literally because it is an interpretation of what is actually out there. So Emma and I are going to tell you that all religions are valid. Yes. And not one or the other is better than the other. Yeah. (laughs) You guys are all great. So sorry if you guys don't like that answer. Yeah, but hopefully you I do. feel like also people are like want us to say stuff about how faith and how your walls like help protect you from things. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you not talk to people all the time? Like you used to have a wall and some doors and like, you know, you were in your little cabin of mediumship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I don't have that anymore, but that's because my abilities have changed. So mediumship is not a structured solid thing it is fluid it is always changing it's always doing different things I talked to a woman the other day and I think that she is a medium but the way spirit explained to me is the reason she's not experiencing medium things right now is because spirit is respecting her life right now she is a medium but They're like, you have things that you have to learn right now and you're helping other people and yourself in different ways that mediumship isn't necessary for you at the moment. So I feel like she thinks that she's disconnected and or lost her powers, but it's not that. It's the fact that spirit is respecting this portion of her life. And if they do need her, once she is ready, they will come and reach out to her. Because again, that goes into like one of your questions of like, 
prove you're a medium. Are you a yeah, medium? Next question. Prove it. I'm not going to prove it. That's not how it works. Spirit speaks through me. I don't dictate things like that. And if you need a reading or want a reading, you're going to seek it out from me or a different medium that you're drawn to. I am not the person that's going to say, I can do this and I can do that. Spirit controls us. We don't do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I literally am the lowest person on the totem pole when it comes through that, like comes to that. Emily likes to call me a pretty telephone because that literally is all that I am. So this woman I think is a medium, but spirit is respecting her life right now and choosing not to work through her because it's not. They're telling me you're missing some things with that. <sighs> Sorry. What? <laughs> what am I missing? It's not that she isn't using her gift. She is. Yeah, but, but she it just is focused on something else. Yeah, the things that she has to do in her life right now. Yeah. They're not influencing her in the same way that they do me. But she feels like she's not a medium anymore or she yeah. thought she was crazy. And I'm like, she's not talking to spirits yeah. necessarily. Yeah, they're respecting her. Yeah. But I was like, maybe sometime down in the road. When you're more ready, spirit will reach back out to you and do the same things or similar things that they did with you before. I know that sounds really weird. <laughs> yeah, sorry, my my ear was ringing. Interesting. Yeah, that's a new thing that's been happening. <laughs> um, so how do you get information as a psychic medium? So, so people have their five senses. You have like taste, touch, see, smell, hear, whatever. Um, well, as a medium, I have the same things, but... The five physical senses are your psychic senses, and there's six of them. So you have clairsentience, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairgustance, clairalience, and clair something else. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I know, you were just <laughs> talking and I ruined it. When no! You, like when, you, when you list happened, I'm like, oh, I, <laughs> I know this one. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me make it worse for you. But it's basically, clairsentience is clear feeling. So that is either emotions or physical feelings. Then you have clairvoyance, which is clear seeing. And that can be either physically in front of you, like when I was a kid and I used to see people without faces, or it's within your mind space. So like if I were to say, envision a taco, you can kind of see whatever kind of taco you want within your head. If you can visually picture things. If you are <laughs> one of those people. Some people's minds don't work that way, and yeah. that's fine. So that's clairvoyance. Then you have claircognizance. I think that's the one that I missed before. Yeah, um, I think so. Which is clear thoughts. That is just an absolute knowing about everything. So like a certain situation or a life event or something that happened in the past or something that's going to happen in the future. Like you, you know everything about it, the reasons behind it, what actually happens, and then the outcome. That's really hard to validate, but it is a thing. Then you have clairaudience, which is clear hearing and clear Hearing can happen either outside of your head, like if I was talking to Em and like whispering in her ear like a creeper, like, I love pizza. And um, <laughs> Claire, audience can also happen within your head and it can happen within your own inner monologue if that is something that you have. Some people don't have an inner monologue. They only think Claire cognizantly, which is like clear thoughts or clairvoyantly. They don't have a monologue. Or it could be hearing things in your head in someone else's voice. So the way I like to explain that is if you could imagine a song like when you have a song stuck in your head is it playing in your voice or can you hear the song like as if you were hearing it play out of the radio but it's in your head that's another source of or form of clear audience then you have clear augustance which is clear taste and that is literally tasting things that you are not physically eating and then you have clear aliens which is clear smells and that's smelling things that aren't actually physically there so souls 
when they die, don't have, well, not souls when they die, people when they die, souls don't have their five physical senses anymore because they don't have a physical body. They don't need it. But what they do gain when they pass on is the ability to know, see, hear, and feel everything. So when a soul approaches me, when I am doing a reading to talk to a client, so one of their family members, friends, whatever, they know what clear abilities I have and they will use each and one of each and every one of those to a certain extent to communicate information to me that I give to you. So that's how I get information and that's how souls communicate to me. And they'll also use things that have happened in my past, present, or future or your past, present, or future or their past as well to communicate information, which is super weird sometimes because I'm like, how do you know this about me? And they're like, you know how I know. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Next question. Okay. Can anyone learn to be a psychic medium? No. I'm sorry if you hate me because I said that. Um, As far as I understand, as of right now, you cannot learn to be a psychic medium. But everybody does have psychic abilities to a certain extent, and that is unique and individualistic to you. So maybe you have clairaudience. Maybe, unlike Em and I, you hear things outside of your head like someone's literally whispering to you. If that happens- I mean, I do. Oh, God, scares me. (laughs) I don't think I've heard voices yet, though. It's just like tapping or whistling. I only hear things in my head. I have never heard someone hear like outside of my body. I'm gonna I'm gonna start convincing you that's a thing so that you can start hearing it like me. No (laughs) We made a video once and you like you told me uh I was not physically hearing tapping in your house and I was like, Oh, that that probably should have registered with me and like actually been scary, but I was like, Oh wait, God. That's not normal that I was hearing spirits moving around in my house. Yeah, that scares me. So I ask spirit, I'm like, don't, don't not talk to me that way because it's, it's scary. Honestly, I just don't believe it's happening. So there's that. So again, if you have abilities, you can have clairaudience like that for you where you hear it outside of your body, but that's not how I work. So maybe you have clairsentience. And a lot of people think clairsentience is only like being an empath. So like you walk into a room and you're like, I really feel like your I, emotions. Yeah, I can feel this person's emotions, yada, yada, yada. Okay, cool. But you could also have clairsentience and have it be physical feelings. I have had readings before. People will tell me how they died. And it's usually by getting a physical feeling within the area of my body that caused their death. That is also clairsentience. So... Can you be a psychic medium or can you learn to be a psychic medium? As far as I know, no, you cannot. You are either born a psychic medium or you aren't. But I do want to say some people might be like, well, what if I am a psychic medium and I don't know? I'm sorry. I can't help you. Um, when we I'm first- I'm one of those people. You mm. can literally watch my progression and it's weird. Over six months. But Em and I are also <laughs> twin flames and she's literally going through everything opposite to me which is very, very interesting. And I don't think she would have known she was a psychic medium unless she met me. So the best way that Em and I like to say that you can develop your abilities, whether you're a medium or not, is to find somebody like Em or I to talk to about the weird stuff that happens to you to validate the clairs that you may have or are developing and work with your spirit guides. Your spirit guides are the ones that are going to help you develop your abilities, not somebody like me. So if a medium comes up to you and goes, I can tell you your future. I can do all of these things for you. I can validate that I'm a medium. I can teach you how to be a medium. That is not a medium. 
I'm sorry. Well, they can be a medium. They can give you ways of doing it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that is going to be the way that does it for you. I'm going to get sassy. I don't think that if you're a medium, you should be doing that. There are that's mediums not your job. that are doing it. <laughs> Come at me. I don't care. That YouTube and podcast algorithm likes the hate because comments. Because like, there are things that you say that I just didn't realize that I could do. And because you say them, now I like know how to do it. Not because I know how to do it or that you told me what to do. Just for the sole fact of, like, when I first started reading tarot cards and you're like, can you feel the energy shift? And I was like, oh, okay, that's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I can do that now. Well, that's super cool. But I just, if you're, I just don't agree with people saying that they can teach other people things like that. Because I feel like they could end up inhibiting their abilities. Well, yes. And giving them a complex and an ego around it. And ultimately, the way you're going to be able to harness your psychic abilities or learn that you're a medium is by getting rid of your ego, which is why validation from your spirit guides and someone like a twin flame or just a best friend, literally I'm as my best friend, is enough for you to get rid of your ego and accept that these things are happening to you and that's what's going to help you expand your gifts. <laughs> Which we want to create like a thing on Patreon, like a forum to help you get like a safe space so that you can tell your experiences with other people so that you have that person. Because a lot of people just have people that tell them they're crazy. Yeah. But that's going to be like our lowest tier on Patreon. And we literally are just charging so that we don't get people that are going to make it an unsafe space. TM, so TM, TM. Le- at least like lowest tier possible just to keep those people out. Yeah, I just, it rubs me the wrong way when a medium is like, pay me money and I'm going to teach you how to be like me or something close to me. I don't yeah. think that that is for us to say. Yeah, there's we, a lot of people that think that that's a thing, but they, it's not. It's not what we're supposed to do. And that goes into me proving myself to people. They're like, if you're real, then you should prove it to me. That's not my job, friend. Spirit will do that. So if you want a reading, get a reading. If you don't want a reading, don't get a reading. That's okay too. Literally, that's not it's not my job. My job is to bring peace and clarity between spirit and people here with love and laughter. That's literally why Em and I made this business. Yeah. So But yeah, one of the other questions that you just said is can you prove that you're a psychic medium? Because if I was a psychic medium, I would prove it to everyone. Oh, and my favorite thing to say is most people that feel that they have to prove something is because they don't actually have it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, if you feel like you have to prove something, that's a lot of ego talking. Yes. A lot of ego. And uh, it's not my job to prove that I'm a psychic medium. That's not what I'm here for. So Yeah. And it's also like the information that you get as a psychic medium is very vulnerable information from people who the person you're reading is mourning. So like, why are you going to use that information to prove that you yourself is a medium? Yeah. I'm not <laughs> a party trick, guys. Like that's a medium. That's not what we're here for. It's not about us. It's about the messages that we can give to you that will help give you closure. Closure. Yeah. It's a really big responsibility, guys. And I don't think a lot of people get that. There's a lot of times that after readings, I cry. No, you cry during them. Yeah, I cry during (laughs) them too. But after the reading, if I think I'm going to be strong and I don't cry during the reading, I cry after the reading because it's a lot, guys. It's a lot. It's very... uh, vulnerable yeah a lot of soul searching and a lot of like heart heart to heart stuff whether it's heartbreak strangers or, right <laughs> yeah 
So it makes it even more uncomfortable. But oh. yeah, we're, we're, we're a safe space, so don't feel uncomfortable about making readings. Yeah. We'll try not to cry. <laughs> so Very our next hard. question is, Kay. how do you speak to animals if they cannot speak? You can also lump in. How do you speak to people that speak a different language as well? Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to. Um, so people have asked me, can you speak to souls that speak a different language? Yes, I have spoken to souls that either it was planned and people like told me before they asked me like, hey, I want you to talk to my mother's family that passed, but they only speak like Hebrew. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. They're like, is that going to be a problem? I'm like, no, because souls don't communicate with me with language that would be Claire audience but again I have all six Claire's so but it's it's only an issue if you don't speak English or the person you're reading doesn't speak English because yeah you speak English and you don't know how to say it in other ways yeah yeah so in this scenario the woman that I was speaking to uh her the reading that I gave for their family she was the interpreter for her living family. And I was the interpreter for interpretator. the soul's family. <laughs> interpreter. Interpretator. Interpretator. Tater tots. Like tater tots. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we on the same wave? Like, oh, wait. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I've also had readings in which I've spoken to souls that have passed. And the person that I'm speaking to is like, that's really cool that you're talking to them. Because when they were alive, they only spoke like Dutch. Yeah. Or Spanish or whatever. And uh, they thought it was super cool. And I was like, but I no, didn't even know that. I like I like your story about the Italian woman. <laughs> because I it's wild that she was speaking Italian to you and you just knew what she was saying well, cognizantly. It's funny because she actually wasn't even facing me. She <laughs> was like, she was, oh, she was so funny. Guys, I love not only meeting you so as you clients, were, but I love meeting like your family members. You were also seeing her talk to you in Italian? Yes interesting so clairvoyantly I was doing I was doing a reading for a client and their grandmother came in who was Italian and she did not speak any English and clairvoyantly I could see what she looked like what she was wearing she was wearing a dress and like a little like um like house apron type thing kind of and she was just going off in Italian all these little like hand movements and stuff I'm Italian so don't come at me and uh hits microphone (laughs) with hand movements because I'm Italian she's Italian (laughs) Oh my god! And uh, she's going off in Italian in spirit, and she's not even looking at me, but she's like <laughs> with the hand movements. But as she was speaking, and I could hear her clear audience with the and within my mind speaking Italian, I knew what she was saying because she was also showing me things clairvoyantly around her, but also clairvoyantly around the things that she was talking about, and it was wild, guys. <laughs> so. How that translates into me speaking to animals, whether those are the souls of animals or animals that are physically alive and it's a pet psychic reading. Animals don't have an inner monologue, guys. They don't speak English. The only English or language that I will get from them is they will tell me in someone else's voice, like the things that they hear, the phrases that they hear in English. So one time I was talking to a horse and the horse's name was like Jonathan and human name the horse's trainer called the horse sir johnny and he was like he said sir johnny or made me hear the woman's voice that calls him that and he was like i'm sir johnny and then he gave me the the name jonathan and he was like jonathan wah wah and i was like okay 
So he gave me clairaudiently hearing the people call him certain things, but he also gave me his emotions towards each name and how he felt about them. So I asked my client, I said, who calls him Sir Jonathan? And my client responds, oh, that's his trainer. He loves his trainer. And I was like, he loves when his trainer calls him Sir Jonathan. She's like, I didn't even tell you that they call him that. I was like, I know because he told me. And (laughs) I was like, I didn't even tell you. Like, well, yeah, that's why you're here, right? Or Sir Johnny. I think it was Sir Johnny. Yeah. And um, then I was like, who calls him Jonathan? And she's like, that's me. I'm I'm his mommy and I call him Jonathan. I hate it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, I hate it. And she was like, Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like calling your child by their full name. Yeah. First and middle. <laughs> or like Em and I were giving a reading one time, our psychic medium versus tarot card reading. And I was talking to a, a dog, um, pet psychic, so it was alive. And I heard, oh, you're just the goodest girl. And I was like, and it was in a man's voice. And I was like, does your significant other tell your dog that she's the goodest girl? And she also gave me the clairsentient like, sensation of like someone rubbing my chest. <laughs> and he's, she's like... Rubbing your belly. <laughs> well, it was my chest because I was sitting down and he was in a chair at the kitchen. And someone goes, who's the goodest girl? And like rubs her chest. Ah. And that's exactly everything that I got was seeing him, feeling that, hearing him as well. And those are the type of clairaudient things. But animals communicate with thoughts, images, feelings, and emotions just like human souls do. They do not have an inner monologue as far as I know. But they will give me clairaudient things that people say to them. So, Next question. Do you do (laughs) remote reading? (laughs) I had a you in between those. Do Do you you do? Do you do? You got to remove the you in this doo-doo. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I am the thing that's in between the doo-doo. Get out of the doo-doo. <laughs> Don't mind if I do-do. <laughs> fart jokes. We had a fart joke in our video, too, I think. <laughs> yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. In our podcast, our last podcast, guys, we oh, went to a graveyard. It was great. But in the yeah. podcast, we literally... Oh, God. I know I'm going to do the same thing listening to this podcast. Just the wildest, the wildest shit comes out of our mouths. We literally were like, it's such an effort. And you were like, F fart. <laughs> yeah, because um, the gatekeeper at the graveyard, he's like this higher dimensional spiritual being. And we're like laughing about fart, fart jokes, jokes in the graveyard. And he's like, dear God, yeah. why am I talking to these people? So these much children. So much side eye. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, what was the question? Do you do remote readings? I'm glad that do do distract you so much about this question that I needed to repeat it. <laughs> do you do remote readings? All of our readings right now are remote because, guys, except for my video readings. Yeah, but it's still kind of remote. But you know, it's fine. It's remote. It's, remote. it's a video reading. You send it to somebody, so you're not yeah. there. I'm not talking to you remotely. Kind of. Go on. Emma's yes. perception of remoteness is different than everyone else's in the entire fucking world. Anyways, so. <laughs> yes. So, yes, all of our readings right now are remote. All of the readings that I have done so far are remote, except for a few choice select ones that have been within our locality. But we are not going to disclose our localness to you guys or lack thereof. Unless you know us or something. Or something. Emphasis on or something. And, uh, yeah, um, I was very, 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 very nervous when Em was like, you need to do readings. Remotely. Because COVID. 
Because when we started this business, I was like, I'm just going to fly around like where we live and give people readings. And I'm glad like, that that's what you thought was going to happen. <laughs> I did. Actually knowing people in the psychic industry, knowing that they do this remotely. Did I <laughs> thought think, immediately we're just going to do remote readings. Did I ever imagine that I was going to speak to spe- people in like the other Across side the of world? the world? <laughs> no, <laughs> but I have. I've spoken to people on the other side of our country, on the other side of like the world literally and all of the readings have been great uh according to me and my clients but more importantly my clients because i always get testimonials my dude yeah they they love you (laughs) (laughs) makes me nervous um so yeah all of the can i do video readings yes and the reason i can is because when i'm speaking to souls souls are just energy literally as a medium i am just a conduit of spiritual energy so it goes through me using my clairs my spirit guides mediate information as well as spirit itself and higher spiritual beings because the information that i give to you cannot interfere with free will or your life's path so i can only tell you certain information so if you come at me with like a super hard question you're like i need the answer to this and spirit doesn't tell me i'm not going to tell you because i don't know they didn't tell me about it so since you're talking about that just channeling energy Let's get into what if a psychic tells me my future, can I change my future? I don't want to explain this one again because it makes me upset. (laughs) Why does it make you upset though? Because people have like such high standards or like weird outlandish standards of psychic mediums. You're like, you need to be able to tell me this because other mediums and psychics told me that I, they know everything. And I'm like, I don't know everything because I don't want to know everything. And I think that's inclusive, like intrusive and like breaks boundaries. And I'm not about that. So Sorry. (laughs) So, like, when people ask me, can you tell me the future? I'm like, I don't want to tell you the future because it's scary and I don't have, feel like I have that much responsibility. Like, it's a lot. A lot. Yeah, future stuff <laughs> is fun because what I believe is we have future selves that are all happening, like, now at this moment in time. But we have to get to that point so we must have like some sort of checkpoint system kind of like a video game when you hit a checkpoint and that's your save spot we have to hit those points in order to get to that like future self so i think our spirit guides know that and sometimes they'll give live information that isn't necessarily the future it could be like a possible future and it's usually used as guidance of you need to get your stuff together so that you can like actually get to your checkpoint so they'll give you information that will manipulate the person you're speaking with to make them have a different future which is a lot (laughs) because people are like well is the future set in stone is it not set in stone I honestly don't know how to answer that because the only future thing that I have like documentation for kind of personally is with um, M's friend's baby so I talk to babies that are not born. We go about it. in Yeah, it's really cool. I love it. I'll cry if I talk about it. So we're going to move on. (laughs) But um, I was talking to our friend's baby before he was born and spirit and him instructed me that like he was going to have a very like smooth birth and everything was going to go completely fine. But then like a couple weeks later, I saw... Our friend again and her baby and told me that he was like 
smushed or something up against like the side like he's in the wrong position and that he couldn't breathe very well like something was around his neck so I informed her because I'm not a doctor it's not for me to say but I am a psychic medium and if something like that is happening I'd rather tell you something and then you like can make an educated decision based off of whatever I say or disregard what I say that's up to you but that's my job is to tell you something like that so I told her And I said, you know, I think maybe you should get an ultrasound, but if you don't want to, I understand. I was like, when's the last time you had an ultrasound? It's been like a couple months, right? She's like, yeah, it's been a couple months. I was like, okay, well, if you can do that, maybe you should get an ultrasound just to make sure that everything's okay because I'm not a doctor, but it makes me nervous and I love you and this baby. So she did. And she told us, oh yeah, got an ultrasound. My baby's breech and the umbilical cord is wrapped around his neck. So the doctor instructed her, if the baby doesn't turn on his own, we're going to have to like physically move him from the outside so that he's in the right position and the umbilical cord is no longer around his neck. But a couple weeks later, he moved into his own position and everything was fine. The doctors didn't have to interfere at all. And then she ended up having a super quick birth. You said what? Like 20 minutes? Mm -hmm. It was 20 minutes. She was there for 20 minutes. And it was her first baby. Yeah. So. Ah. (gasps) Oh God. The power went Well, the power went out. So now it is several hours later, as you can tell from my out of quality FU. <laughs> several hours later. We had to wait until the power has come back on. And now you don't know what we're talking about. We were Go talking on. about how I don't think that the future can be predicted, but also everyone says that the future is set in stone. So like my somewhat cognitive monkey brain goes you can't do that there's too many things that can influence the future and the future is never set in stone but then the things in the spiritual realm are like the future never changes stop being a baby and get over it so i'm just gonna go with i don't know and shoot some finger guns at you if you ask me to tell you your future well i think if a psychic tells you your future it's not set in stone because you don't know if their interpretation of what they're being told is fully what it is number one number two it could literally just be their spirit guides telling them a message so that they can manipulate them to the correct path so can you change your future that a psychic tells you hell yeah you can (laughs) depending on what it is (laughs) but also you can so do what that what you will my dude my dude well since it is now several hours later I do not remember what the last question was. <laughs> so, so let me make some beautiful noises against my mic with my cord of my phone that is now dying because it is several hours later. <laughs> and we haven't had power. <laughs> Emily was living life very, very uh, unsafely by being like, hey guys, my phone's as old as the top layer of dirt and yeah. I have 10% battery and... I don't own any alarm clock besides my phone. So, so <laughs> did I ask you what happens when you die? I don't think I did that one in this one yet. <clears throat> yeah, you did it in the in the YouTube the video. video. So I think I answered this question in the YouTube video of like, what happens when you die? And um, you go to heaven, guys. You go to the big the big uh, golf course in the in the sky or something <laughs> or something. <laughs> um, I've uh, had many instances of souls that have showed me the souls that help cross them over. So I would say most of the time when someone dies, another soul comes to get them. Like even when my grandmother died, 
And I was literally there with her holding her hand. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't there when she passed, but I would go to visit her. And uh, they just had her like set up in a um, like a hospital bed in the front of her room, like the front room of the house, which was like the living room by the big window. And my great great um, grandmother or my great great aunt, what was her name? Stucca. My great great aunt or great great grandmother Stucca was there, which was my grandmother's grandmother. And I guess she was a bit of a hard ass. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. she came over to America on the boat, and, like, I knew she was there, and she was, like, literally very much, like, I am here. There is nothing to worry about. And I was, like, okay, you're scary, though. <laughs> Wait, as a spirit? Yeah. Oh, so she's the one that helped your grandma cross over? Yeah, I'm quite sure. Interesting. And it's interesting, because I've never met my great-grandma Stucca. I thought it was, well, it might have actually been my third great-aunt or great she was somebody I've never met before, but that, that but that I'm related to, and my dad was the one that was like, "Oh no, that wasn't so and so. That's actually Stucca. That's your grandmother's grandmother." And I was like, "Oh, well, that's what explains." And he's like, "Yeah, she was really scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she was just like probably all Earth signs with like a little bit of like immigrant like tenacity and like grit, you know." So. It was mm-hmm. interesting. So I think she was there for my grandmother. So that was a little comforting because everyone in my family did not know how to deal with like a dying person. Right. It was, it was kind of hard, but, um, so souls have souls that help them pass over whether they are related or not. I talked to a dog soul that passed over and a man, the owner's father actually helped her, his daughter's dog pass over. And that was really cute. Because he's like, I've never owned dogs. And the woman had Sharpays. And he's like, this one looks funny. <laughs> oh, my God. That's wonderful. And he was, like, talking about how her dog felt, too. Because, like, most dogs don't feel like Sharpays. So he's like, this one's really interesting. <laughs> it was cute. Um, and I don't know. Everyone everyone goes to spirit. I call heaven spirit with a capital S because it's a place. Other people call it the spirit realm. But when you're just a soul, you no longer have your physical body you don't you can reside within the physical plane of existence but physicality you're not bound by it anymore so the place in which you should exist or most spiritual or souls exist is the spirit realm so that gets into like people that could be what others like to call our like lost souls or something but you guys should listen to our podcast episode it's called the watchermen and the man in the mansion or something like that and then we have another podcast episode about the haunted asylum nurse. And both are two examples of souls that my mother has talked to that they're like, they're bound to earth for their own reasons, which is very, very different. And then I also feel like another way in which spirits can be bound to earth is because they pass too quickly or too suddenly and their soul was still caught up in what was going on with their physical bodies. So the soul that came to get them was like, okay. It's time to go. And they're like, I don't have time for this. All of these things are happening. But that's not to say that souls get stuck here. I think it's a choice to an extent. Yeah. So a lot of people believe that if they're not in heaven, they are like damned by God and they're like forced to stay, you know, in the like lower vibrational planes of existence. Yeah. Hell, purgatory. We figured out that some people think that mediums are possessed by the devil or like the devil speaks to them because they think that the souls that I'm talking to I'm talking to like 
they're here, but they're not. I want to say 99.9% of the souls that I'm speaking to, I'm speaking to from heaven because when I speak to souls, they come in on my right hand side and within the space, I call it my mind's eye that they speak to me from. So they can show me what they look like. They can show me characteristics of what they look like using the clairs. So taste, touch, smell, whatever. But most of the time, a lot of the time, they like to manipulate the space in which they speak to me from. So a reading a couple a couple months ago was actually very important. And I usually, I need to talk about it more, but I usually don't talk about the space in which souls create for themselves when they speak to me. But I was giving a reading to a client and their significant other came in with their mother, the my client's mother and the client's mother's dog as well. And the space in which they created to speak to me from was fall time at a specific park on a trail with, it was like three or four o'clock in the afternoon and the leaves, the light was coming in through the tree leaves. And there was a, a stone wall behind them, almost as if they were on like a bridge that was in a half circle. And I said, you know, to my, I said to my client, your partner is telling me that it's important that I speak about the place in which they've created to speak to me from. And when I told my client, they immediately like broke down <laughs> and they're like that my, my partner died in the, cause I said, I think it's fall time, but like the leaves are still kind of green, but they're just changing color. So I want to say it's like late September, early October. And she goes, my partner died on the end of September their favorite season was the fall. And I have a picture of them with my mother and they were best friends at a park. And that's the park that they're at is what you're describing. Yeah. (laughs) So like, it's really important. So that is from heaven. Heaven can be what you want it to be. And you can talk to certain people there as well because you're not bound by physicality. But souls know, see, hear, and feel everything. So they can understand what's going on within the physical realm without physically being here, but they can also insert themselves here for a time frame so that they can do whatever they want because they're not bound by physicality. So a lot of people are like, oh, my house is haunted. I have this this spirit that haunts my house and I need to help them cross over. They're not not crossed over, guys. <laughs> They're just choosing to reside in with you, within your physical space because they can. They don't need help crossing over. That's not always why souls are here. Sometimes souls are here because they want to be here or wherever they're hanging out was important to them while they were here. So, so it's different than a lot of people want to get rid of the people that the souls that like reside in their house. Yeah, it's not black and white. And also, I think it's really, really, really insensitive and uncomprehendable for if a God that we create or created us would ever think that, like, I think it's like, why would we think that a God created us that's supposed to be all loving, all knowing and all whatever would smite us from the spirit realm or heaven? That doesn't make sense. If they're all loving and all understanding and they created us, wouldn't you think that that all-knowing spiritual being would be high and higher enough than like simple human emotional unintelligence like (laughs) I don't I've never understand why you made the mistake so why would they be punishing you for it exactly and be and be accepting I have never met a soul that has not crossed over into spirit or if they haven't they've done it because they're scared of that but that would never be the case so anyways moving on 
So the second part of that question is after hearing about what the afterlife is like, why should I even bother living? Well, I hated that one. That one was on our our YouTube video. I, yeah, and you said the opposite in that. <laughs> I literally said the opposite. So for you were put on this earth to do something. Whether like we talk about reincarnation a lot and reincarnation is very important because every time you choose to reincarnate you have certain things that you're supposed to learn within this lifetime so I like to say that reincarnation is your soul's journey on learning the difference between sympathy and empathy sympathy is somebody's ability to have emotions towards someone's experiences even though that person has not experienced it themselves Empathy is being able to wholeheartedly relate to on an emotional and physical level with somebody that has gone through something because you've gone through it as well. And if you have not gone through something, you don't have empathy about it. You have sympathy or you're one of those people that choose to not even sympathize. You just don't care. (laughs) And that's sometimes problematic. So everything in the universe is about balance and to balance things out spiritually is to try and raise your spiritual consciousness. So whether you are reincarnated to be someone that is problematic or someone that is supposed to deal with the problems of that problematic person, there isn't any black or white. It's just yin and yang and balance. And it's certain lessons that you have to learn, whether you're as a heroine or villain. But either way, those people are going to be learning lessons and that is what reincarnation is about. So if you decide that you cannot deal with the lessons that you have incarnated to learn, you're not going to get out of them. So don't get rid of this life because you're supposed to learn those lessons anyways. You're just not going to learn them in this life, but you're going to have to learn them in the next. And what I like to talk about is with these souls that I have talked to that have made that decision, they have lessons that they have to learn now that they are in spirit because there is no heaven as far as I am concerned because All of the souls that I talk to are from the same place, and God would not. You mean hell? You said there is no heaven. Yes, there is no hell. Sorry. No, 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 no. (laughs) You just double-crossed all our listeners. No, no, no. There is no hell. Sorry. There is only heaven, as far as I am concerned, because I don't believe that a God would not accept their creations back home. So when souls talk to me, they speak to me from spirit or heaven. But I always like, I tell you, once you die, you don't have your five physical perceptions anymore because you're not physical. But what you do gain is the ability to know, see, hear, and feel everything. So if you make that choice to not have your life anymore, now you have to deal with the eternal know, see, hear, and feeling of the things you caused to the other people within your life. Is that like a hell? (laughs) Well, maybe think that it's an escape and it's literally not that you can't escape karma. (laughs) No. And then my mother explains it a little bit differently. The way she she. likes to explain it is because she's a little bit more religious than I am. She grew up um, Catholic, I think, with my great grandmother. And she said that life is a gift and God gives you life as a gift. So if you choose to not have life anymore... That is your choice because you have free will, but your life was a gift. It is not something that you are punished for directly by God or other spiritual beings, but it is something that is not necessarily condoned. It's kind of frowned upon 
because you were given life. So for you to take that away from yourself, that is kind of frowned upon. And as a soul now, you have to know, see, hear, and feel the consequences of what you or your actions were, which is probably really hard, especially when I speak to some souls. I had a client one time, she wanted to talk to somebody that she was acquainted with or with she was, she was friends with, and this person decided to not have life anymore, which is understandable because life is hard. And she wanted to know certain questions about this soul. And this soul basically told me like, I don't have time to answer her questions because I have so many other things I am dealing with right now. It is like small potatoes. And it was almost kind of like insulting to this soul that this woman wanted to know more about him because he had so many other things that he needed to be worrying about because of the decisions he made. Does that make sense? It's because she didn't understand like what was happening to him. No, she didn't. So he was insulted because he's like, I have so much to do. I can't like coddle and like help with this. I need to like figure out how to help myself right now. Yeah. And it was really hard. So at the end of the day, I do not think that, I mean, my job is to bring peace and clarity, but it is a large and heavy job. And I don't think just because I know that there is an afterlife that I would do that ever because that's not just how it is. It's not black and white. You can't escape things. Most of the times it's interesting. My mom likes to say you can't escape spirit. (laughs) And I think that's interesting because for a long time. you are spirit. Yeah. Well, it is because you are a spirit. (laughs) Separation is an illusion. But for a long time, I would be very upset that I was a medium. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't (laughs) think I can do this. That's what you're referring to. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to see dead people. I don't want to talk to dead people because it's scary. It's spooky. It shouldn't be real. People will look at me funny. People will laugh at me. They'll point at me. They might get really mad at me. I don't want to do this. Like, please just make my gifts go away. But she's like you can't hide from spirit. And now what are we doing? <laughs> we have a lovely business. Yeah. And we're pretty telephones. So at the end of the day, I like to think of it like, I don't know. I saw a meme. It was like, you have to be more stubborn than life is so that you can win. <laughs> and that's kind of how I want to take it. So, and I don't want anybody to think like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Life is really hard. I know life is really hard. Guys, M has struggled with anxiety and depression. I have struggled with anxiety and depression. And then throw being a psychic medium into the mix. It's really hard. There's a lot of things that I haven't gone through, but there's a hell of a lot I've learned as being a medium, talking to my clients as well as the souls that they wish to communicate to and that are communicating with them. Like things that I didn't know existed, I have been privy to just because I'm a medium. And it's wild and very heavy and hard. So I don't think that using spirituality as a cover-up or a scapegoat is what it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be something that makes you give up. It's supposed to be something that continues to drive you forward and enlighten you and make you feel whole. So. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think it's more about, it's not about the understanding. It's about you understanding that you can't escape it you just have to learn to heal from it Mm -hmm. so sorry that was really heavy guys (laughs) what's 20 or funnier than 24 
dear God, we've already got that joke. Now we're on the 26th. So, so it again, you gotta funny. make them feel better. Okay. Not even funny. What are you, why are you licking cards? <laughs> we just talked about heavy topics. I don't want people to be sad. I just need to hide the cards from you. <laughs> you said you had questions, or do you want me to go into the questions that don't really relate to anything? Go for it. Oh, so you don't have questions. I do have questions for you. What is it like being a budding schmedium? Because, like, we were talking during the, what, the first beginning of this podcast, and I said something, and you were like, oh, you you didn't know what people were talking about either, and you just knew that they were there, but you just told them to, like, go away and ask someone else, and I was like, yes, and you're like, I didn't know that, because that's where I'm at now, and I'm like, yeah, because we're twin flames. Well, I'm going to answer your question with a question. When did that start happening where you got information from spirits? I was probably like 12 or 13. Okay, but why did it start happening? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's because spirit saw that I was ready. I mean, at uh, some point you saw, you start like having more experiences and they can use those experiences to give you information. I feel like when you're a child, you take things black and white, which is why you see people and have like conversations with them. Like when you hear like the spoopy stories about, oh, my toddler was talking to my grandmother and she knew this and she knew that. That's just like very face value things. Um, But when I am sitting down with a client and I'm speaking to a soul that I have never met ever, and it's maybe like a really heavy topic, like what we were talking about before. I don't know. See, because they have given me things that I have never experienced before. What do you mean? Like. You don't know when the, you started getting information or. No, I'm just, try, I was trying to equate it to like, maybe I started getting information when I was like 11, 12, 13, because I had more life experience. So souls could use that as ways to communicate with me. You know, because they give me thoughts, feelings, images, and emotions. So, like, I had seen more things so they could give me more information, you know? Mm-hmm. Plus, I was cognizant of that I was a medium. And they were like, hey, remember this thing that you tried to, like, ignore for the past, like, five years? It's back. <laughs> and it's different. Um, but I, since I've been doing this business, I've seen, a, like, seen or perceived a lot of things uh, that I have never actually seen before. Like, I've had to ask about, like, drug questions. It's it's not about you having more life experience. Yeah, no, it's It's not. It's about you being less scared of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it was kind of like you started seeing people without faces, and that was kind of your, like, I don't know what the word is, like, your introduction to it. Like, this is going to start happening to you, and it's really scary, but um, it's not that scary, so we're going to, like, let you cool down for a few years, and then we're going to reintroduce it to you so it's less scary now. Yeah, I well, I think it's kind of like Dear how... Do you guys hear my dog? Barrowing. She's literally losing her absolute shit. It's probably because there's a doggy outside. We're going to keep going. Okay. Um... <sighs> Oh, you want me to answer the question? No, (laughs) I'm trying to revert back to it. No, what you said makes more sense than what I was saying. It's because, sorry, Em Em likes to ask me questions that I've never thought about before. Um, Well, (laughs) it's because you were 12 when it happened, and it's happening to me now. Yeah, no, I think it's, like you said, you're less scared of things. So I see spirit guides now. 
spirit guides are very new to me but because sometimes me, well it's because i of, see them well it's because of you but also sometimes spirit guides look scary but they're not scary and i think the reason maybe i've seen spirit guides now is because i have kind of like had to do readings where in most social situations if it was actually happening or this was like a person that you maybe were talking to or they were talking to you about your life you would be scared you're like this is like some weird stuff and it's kind of it's kind of scary so i um i think one of the good things about my readings is when uh, people tell me those vulnerable things like that i'm not scared and i don't judge people does that make sense well you detach completely from yourself when you are reading so it doesn't matter what you say to us because like we're not in that space to do that we're literally removing ourselves from the conversation if that makes sense yeah but even uh, yeah i guess so that's why you don't care like you might care later i don't know well sometimes know you, it's like, like what no it's, it's like not about that it's like when i have dreams and i should be way more scared yeah. when the dream happens but then once the dream is over i wake up and i'm like i should have been way more scared it's literally like when I was reading someone's tarot cards and I literally ripped open my finger and had no idea what was happening. It's because I wasn't there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it until after they were like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, oh, I am bleeding all over my cards. That's funny. Yeah, I think the more readings you do and the more you talk to spirit as a medium, the less ego you have when you're talking to clients as well as spirits because it just is what it is because like what em and i have said and we're beginning to learn or at least i am is that there is no good and bad there just is so yeah so back to your question (laughs) i don't believe it at this moment in time which i now understand because of what you said your experiences you were scared because you were a child now i'm kind of like there's no way this is happening because I'm just around live all the time. And maybe I just like want to like be like that. So I'm just like really good at pretending or something. Bradley's around me all the time and he doesn't have things <laughs> yeah, like but that happen. Bradley is highly skeptical. I'm not highly skeptical. I've been around mediums my whole life. <laughs> I guess so. But yeah, so that's what my brain is kind of saying. I also had a friend who was a medium who told me that I took advantage of her gifts because I apparently wanted them or something like that. So that also echoes in my head of, you're not a medium, this isn't real. Like you were just really good at making things up and like knowing people without actually knowing people, so. Okay, well, this is gonna circle back. <laughs> is it? Sorry, oh God. To <laughs> anytime someone says, we need to circle back. I have a PTSD trigger. <laughs> yeah, I said it on purpose. So I think that this goes back to how, what are like, I don't know what number of question it was, but if you're real, you need to prove yourself as a medium. Emily, if you're real, you don't have to prove yourself as a medium, even if it's to yourself. Well, I know, but I just, I feel like if I'm giving people that kind of information that it's like, I shouldn't be giving them information because it's incorrect or it's like, like, cause it's heavy stuff. I can't be going into a reading and be like, this is what you should be doing if I'm not what you do. Like if I'm not a psychic medium. Yeah. But I'm quite sure that you are because at the beginning of this podcast, I literally called you a normie and I 100% was skeptical when you first <laughs> were talking about like doing things. I, know. I was like, maybe she thinks that she is, but I don't know. And I'm going to tell you that I don't think that that's what the case is so 
cool beans. I love you. Yeah, I mean, I get information that I shouldn't have, which I know that they do that for a reason, but also... I mean, I've also talked to your fucking spirit guides. Oh, yeah, your my spirit guides fucking tell her that I'm a psychic medium, that I'm a ush medium, which is a small medium, if you guys don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Any more questions? <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to ask you what it was like being a shmedium. It's probably exactly how it was when you were 12, except I'm not scared... Yeah, but I don't remember, like, I don't think I can oh. tell, like, stories about it, but you can to all of the budding mediums that may be out there. Yeah, I think it's interesting, though, that I am now becoming a medium during this, like, thing we're doing so that I can help other people do that because you don't remember doing it because you were a child, but I'm very much going through it, and you, going back to all of our podcasts, can watch it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody somebody was very offended that we made a Ouija video and like a oh pendulum God. video and they called us out. They're like, you need to get your story but straight because you literally reprimand someone for using a pendulum. And we're like, OK, I still stand by all of that, though. Yes, exactly. All of it. Because it, people like they OK, it's because we haven't really talked about the idea of divination tools as a whole, mm. because divination tools is a tool. Yeah. So it it would literally be like comparing it to something like knives because knives are a helpful tool they're something that helps you eat spreads butter on things but it can also be dangerous if you're waving that crap around so like it's the same thing with divination tools and then each divination tool has like its own set of like energy and skill sets so you could relate that to different kinds of knives like tarot would be i don't know like a butter knife but you take something like a scrying mirror, and that's like a fucking katana. A katana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, we're not going back on what we said, even if we do someday down the line suddenly decide that we're going to like use Ouija's all the time. We're going to be like, guys, we're so sorry. We were fuckers. And Ouija boards are the new coolest thing. They're super safe. They're not going to be portals. You can literally let little Timmy, who's four years old, just like stand on it and like summon demons. I don't think that will ever happen. (laughs) No. So like I, the biggest thing about this is we're trying to be like, we are going to be genuine about what we do. If we learn that we were wrong, we're going to tell you that we're wrong and that we change our perspective. But guys, like you guys want to know about pendulums and Ouija's. We're going to buy a pendulum and a Ouija and like tell you about it. Are we going to use them? No. And I think the only pendulum thing that we did in the video was Was the thing that everybody does. Yeah. I literally was like, this is something that normal people do. So here's a fun thing that you guys can do. Not like, let's talk to freaking puck wedgies. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) So divination tools are tools. So you need to. Be, be able to, like, you need to understand how to use the tool in order to do it safely because many people go into it and because it's not something that you can see or is physical, they have no idea how bad it's going to get for them. Yes, because you're literally channeling spiritual energy through something that you're holding. So, yeah, we just, we think that a lot of people go, oh my God, these are the coolest things ever. Everyone should use them for anything possible. But, like, Maybe not, because if you don't know how to use a katana, you shouldn't be, like, painting your nails or, like, oh, what is it? Like, chopping your fingernails with it, like, trimming your nails with a katana. Maybe that's a little too, like, hard. So, do with that what you will. 
I don't know. We're just going to be like super, super plain with you guys. We're not going to like try and say, oh, we're really cool. Like literally when we started doing this, I thought tarot was only manipulated by the person's energy that was holding the cards. Was I fizzucking wrong? (laughs) Yeah. Literally spirit guides do it. But I tell you guys that and you can watch the progression of our dumbness on this spiritual awakening through our videos and our podcasts. And we're not going to amend those to try and make ourselves look better because that's who we were then. And this is who we are now. I still think we should amend them anyways because I still believe they're accurate. Yeah. Because if we are wrong and it's something that is damaging, it should just be taken down. <laughs> I don't know. I think that it should just be like... Because if other people find it on the internet, that's that could be an issue. If it's damaging, it depends on what it is. But I don't think it's divination tools. We can tell you that Ouija boards aren't evil because they're not. A knife isn't evil. The person waving it around could be evil. So Or just not know what they're doing. Yeah. So... It's just how it is. Anyways, we're going to be genuine, guys. We're not going to try and make ourselves look like we're cooler in a different light. Oh, I have another question. Okay. So, someone asked on Instagram, how did you two meet? What were the similarities and differences of your childhoods? Because we're we, twin flames. <laughs> yeah, we still have similarities and differences right now. Yeah, we're... Okay, so we're twin flames, so we have a similar human experience but at the same time we are complete opposites but complete complements of each other but we had very similar childhoods um like within our traumas and things like that with people you know they suck Mm -hmm. i don't know were you bullied i don't think you were bullied until like later i think i was bullied but i just didn't know about it because i didn't associate myself with the bullies oh my god (laughs) Me too. You know, like I knew that people didn't like me or thought that I was weird because I was like a smart nerd kid that played a lot of instruments in band and only had like four genuine friends. And I like dated a German exchange student from a different school. So like, how could you not? And I was a horse girl. So how could you not want to yeah. like be obnoxious? Because like, well, I like, know when I would try to talk to popular kids, they'd be like, you wear those <laughs> But you were a popular boots. kid when you were like a real real good tot or something. Oh, when I was in elementary school, in elementary I school. 100% should have been like a popular kid, but literally that went whoosh, down the drain <laughs> as soon as mi- middle school hit. the day I was born. So. Yeah, I was not. Oh, I changed a lot when I got into middle school. I was like, didn't have any friends because three elementary schools dumped into one middle school. And all of the friends that I had in elementary school decided to be popular kids. And I was like, I don't have any friends. So I ended up sitting at a lunch table with my friends that I had in high school. And they were talking about like doing their homework, (laughs) doing summer reading, historical fun facts and i was like oh geez these are gonna be my friends nerds i need to get on their level so like getting on their level and becoming a book person or like a a nerd nerd. was uh how i survived high school so (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know i was bullied and i didn't think that i was bullied because i was like i'm just weird that's why they're doing it Mm -hmm. because of trauma we have a lot of trauma things that are very similar yeah but yeah i don't know i was like i was always nice to kids though like all the like kids weirder than me where i was always really nice to and then they would try to like take advantage of me 
So mm-hmm. that was annoying. Will you? Or like the popular kids, um, I was always nice to too. And then be like, can I treat off of your math test? And I was like, sure. And actually one time a girl treated off my math test and she still got a D and I got an wow. A. And I don't know how that happened because I literally let her look at my paper. <sighs> yeah, but we are also opposites in the sense of our personalities are completely opposite. Mm-hmm. So I am your child of darkness, M here. I am and flower child. She's a flower child. I do literally kid- <laughs> covered in flowers right now. <laughs> I make things with love. I'll like make food and be like, you want to know what the secret ingredient is? And everyone's like, please stop. I'm like, it's, it's love. love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm over here with my holding my heart. And I was like, whoa, you guys didn't know I had a heart? Look how dark and black it is. Oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> Does that tell you my personality or what? You got any more questions? We well, wanna, people want to know when we met. We talk about it in a couple other podcasts, but yeah, we um we met at horse stuff. We were on a horse team together. <laughs> yeah, but literally for like the blink of an eye. So. Not really. We're on that team for like two or three years. No, because when I started, I couldn't even ride for the first year until I decided that I wanted to do it. And I had to wait until I was a freshman in high school to do it. And by the time I was a freshman in high school, you only rode with us for a year. Yeah. Because you're three years older than me. Wow. Yeah. So I don't under, like, it doesn't make sense that we're still friends because we barely had any, like. I know. I emailed you because you didn't have a cell phone. Literally emailed me. And then one day I finally got a cell phone and she texted me. And when I asked her who this was, she was like. I'm Batman. And I was like, no. And to this day, she's in my phone as Emily Batman. <laughs> yeah, you gave me your phone number. I think it happened at like my graduation party. Yeah, because you also invited me to your graduation party. I think I invited you through email. And that's why you were the only person that came. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It was great. I remember walking into your house and there was thousands of people everywhere. My dad just dropped me off because I was Italian like family. literally 13. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, who you looking for, kiddo? And I was like, I'm looking for Emily. And they're like, oh, she's over here. And I was like, great, I don't even know what she looks like. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> and you got me a giant jawbreaker. Did I? <laughs> of course I did. Because I went to the candy shop that had giant jawbreakers. It was like the size big. of a softball. Yeah, that was great. Did you ever eat the thing? Did you I just don't know how to. <laughs> What do you mean did I eat it? So did you throw it out? Did I hold it and lick it? Yeah, like a salt lick. (laughs) Oh, God. Trooper loves salt licks. You're trying to treat me like you're one of your ponies. (laughs) I like it. Makes them happy. Wow. It's funny. (laughs) It was really cool, guys. It was white on the outside and speckled everywhere, and each layer that you ate was a different color. I didn't get that far, so, you know. Well, I can tell you for you. My brother ate, like, four when we were kids. Jesus Christ. You yeah, gotta break would. them with a hammer like a coconut. Mmm, that would make it easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have the tools. We have the frontal lobes. Yeah, the technology. <laughs> we should do AMSR. I saw this girl doing an ASMR video the other day when Let's I was scrolling viral. through our TikTok, and she was just, like, literally eating well, a Jolly Rancher. We could like, do- we could do ASMR ghost skull style. Stop! <laughs> I thought it was really funny. I'm sorry. All of the AMSR people. We could do a- ASMR haunted edition. She was like drinking wine and she was like... I love wine. And didn't used to ignore me. <laughs> Wait, if we do AMSR, can we dress up as Harry Potter characters and make gross noises? No! <laughs> it doesn't go with our content. 
I you want have to, to be a spoopy ghost doing ASMR in people's ho- houses, and w- that's why they think it, it's haunted. I want to look like uh, <laughs> Louise when she goes on the on the cruise from Bob's Burgers, and she's got those big long nails, and she's clickety clack 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 clack. That's what I'll do. I think you're on a different planet right now. Mm. Um. Yeah. Got any more questions? You got any more questions? You only got you only have one question for me. I didn't think that far ahead. I, I thought I was cooler earlier when my I know you're was like fresh. I have questions for you. Turns out it was one question. You probably forgot all your questions too, because uh, it's been several hours since we started. Did you think it was cool when we found out that we were twin flames? Yeah, it was awesome. I was really sad. It makes a lot of sense. You sad? Oh, yeah. you're sad because uh, you thought I I thought someone else was my twin flame. Yeah. Well, I also didn't understand what twin flames were at that point. I was sad because it's not about like. How much I like you or not. It's literally just a thing that, that the universe decides. I like you. Oh, God. <laughs> when you have a friend that's a Leo, they're like, love me. She's like, oh, my God. What are we going to do on our net pot? What are we going to do on our next podcast? Hopefully, we're going to make my friend Jenny talk on our podcast because we're going to read her and maybe her husband and maybe her cats and stuff oh i'm excited to talk to her cats because her grandpa looked her no her grandpa looks through her one cat oh that's interesting you think he's gonna pop in which one? Oh, stella yeah because he would hang out with uh well he's obviously gonna pop in you're gonna read her and every time you read her she he pops in he just loves her so much it's really cute he was so excited when she was pregnant yeah, we, we've read her before, but also we've never read her husband before. So yeah, we're trying to make him do it because he's a little bit nervous. I think he's nervous because he thinks there's dark things attached to him for some reason. I think that's the reason why he's nervous. I'm not really sure. He'll uh, get over it. <laughs> yeah, they seems, all do eventually. He most seems people, intrigued. Yeah, so mo- we'll a lot see of, if we can get him on. A lot of people, when I sit down to readings with them, they like look at me like I have four heads, or there's like a spider on my nose, and I'm like, "What's going on?" Because it's stressful. It's stressful. <laughs> nah. Yes. I mean, look at me. Because <laughs> a scary? stranger is coming to you and is like. I'm going to tell you about these people that you are mourning, and I'm going to tell you very personal information, but you also have never met me before, but I know all of your 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 deep darks. I had a soul validate his existence and who he was by showing me a memory of him on a riding lawnmower laughing with his dog. <laughs> yeah, so that's why you shouldn't be so nervous about it, because <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're going to get the messages regardless. Yeah, it's cute, and it's fun. So next week we're going to do some readings and you guys will be able to watch on a YouTube video what it looks like when I channel. It's usually just me, me staring off into the distance, making funny faces and like, like I'm eating something. Oh yeah. You can tell the cats. (laughs) You can literally tell when she's getting different kinds of information because she'll turn her head. She'll smack her lips. (laughs) Oh God. It makes makes it sound gross. You just smacked your lips. Well, yeah. (laughs) That's not gross. I was me saying it is grosser. What the (laughs) I did want to do gross AMSR. <laughs> you did it. You didn't want to. You just did it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> we are your meta kicks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys in the next one. Oh, no.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.